of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey Radio today. Um, today, um, you probably notice uh, this is not Robbie or Sam coming to you. I'm pinch hitting. This is Andy. Um, I can't say. I'm glad to be here, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, better, I'm pinch better hitting. Better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. <laughs> pinch hitting for some of the experts, so... Uh, We'll do what we can, but uh, we have a good show for you. Uh, it actually comes from one of the guys that's not here. Sam uh, is is out this week, but it actually was uh, part of his, um, you know, part of when we were talking about healing. Uh, he brought it up. Actually, he texted it to us so just as a thought. I think it is just something he had seen. Uh, the quote is, um, change, is, uh, is, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. And it's a pretty powerful statement. Um, I actually, when we're gathering clips today, um, didn't get mine in, so I'm going to really be dependent on the team that's here with us to, uh, you know, uh, go over their clips and kind of give their heart for uh, this topic. We all talked before the the show started that, you know, this is something fairly easy to force to discuss because, you know, we came to the masculine journey for wanting some kind of change to happen in our life. Um, that's the way God does it. He brings you uh, deeper in with him, and usually there's going to be change in, in that. Not that that's the sole purpose of the relationship with God, but that's always always part of it. We all need to be changed. So we got Jim with us today, Brian and Corey. So uh, I guess uh, we'll just get it started. Jim, uh, you know. You, you, want, you want to start with Despicable Me? Yeah, Desti- okay. Despicable You, that's right. Uh, that's our first clip, and that was a little bit of a change for me because I'm not much of a cartoon movie fan, but this was one of the first ones I really fell in love with. And this is about the change that occurred in the really awful guy meeting his three little kittens. Okay, girls, time for bed. Oh, come on, you want a story? Three sleepy kittens! Oh, no, sorry, that that book was accidentally destroyed maliciously. (laughs) Tonight, we are going to read a new book. This one is called One Big Unicorn by who wrote this? Oh, me! I wrote it. Oh, look, it's a puppet book. Here, watch this. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the best book ever Not to pat myself on the back But yes, it probably will be Here we go One big unicorn, strong and free Thought he was happy as he could be Then three little kittens came around And turned his whole life upside down Hey, that one looks like me no, what are you talking about? These are kittens. Any relation to persons living or dead is completely coincidental. They made him laugh. Ha ha! They made him cry. He never should have said goodbye. 
And now he knows he could never part from those three little kittens that changed his heart. The end. Okay, all right. Good night. And we have kissies there. Uh, <laughs> one of the th- wonderful things about this, and it really shows us one of the greatest ways of bringing about change is people and relationships and he was an awful guy that basically had his whole life turned around by the three little girls in that clip and for the laughter that you missed he was actually sticking his nose through a hole in the book which looked like the unicorn's horn on the front of the cover but (laughs) But uh, it's a lovely movie. Hey, I spoiled it for you if you haven't seen it. But <laughs> it's a little dated, so it, it's okay. Yeah, they probably seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. So Brian, do you uh, do you have any examples of where there was times when uh, you didn't really feel like you were uh, in, you know really needed change? You were good, but then something crazy like that comes along, like three little kittens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know. This clip kind of reminds me of uh, my life probably 10 years ago almost when I had a three-year-old that came into my life uh, along with my wife. Um, You know, it was a time in my life where I was really looking for somebody, but, you know, I wasn't looking for necessarily two people. Mm. I was looking for one. So, Mm. um, you know, that little boy changed my life. Mm. That woman changed my life. It really took me a long time to recognize that change Mm. and um you know get over what people may think of me to be Mm -hmm. quite honest with you i mean if my wife were listening now she would probably tell you it took a lot longer than uh, (laughs) you know i'm still um finding healing in some of that but you know the change was um you know at that point i i knew that i was in love with the woman and in love with the three-year-old right you know so for me that was the time in my life that change became real Gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Corey? I think you said that you had some unexpected change come into your life and the way it all came about. Well, yeah. Um, and I just hearken back to um, our conversation before the show, but, you know, there really is good and bad change. Um, and before the boot camp, for the really, the since I've been a teenager, uh, my life has just been full of a lot of shallow change. Um changing the way I dress, changing the way I act, changing the group of friends. And um, when I got into adulthood, it was started to get into really negative changes, um, especially with the way I acted and treated people, um, the way I treated women, the way I treated, you know, my friends. And I was just always all about me, you know, and I would always change myself. Oh, I like to call myself before all this. I was, I was a king uh, chameleon. I mean, I just, you know, could just blend in with whatever situation I was in. And I was always searching for acceptance. I was always searching for fulfillment in something. And I thought every little change I made, if I tweaked the way I dress, if I tweaked the way I talked, if I tweaked my friends, the people I was hanging out with, that it would fulfill that just emptiness inside of me. And, and I always wondered, like, why can I never just be happy? Why can I never just feel fulfilled? Why can I never just be me? And I really lost who I am in all that. Mm. And it took me going to a boot camp to really start. Cause it's, you know, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still searching for it, but to start at least finding 
who I truly am and who I truly want to be the man I want to be in this life. And, um, if, you know, if you've been listening, you know, it, I'm nowhere close to where I want to be, but I can tell you it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey so far and I'm really excited to see where God's taken me. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I was, I was always wanting to try to, um, fix everything, um, trying to do it with my own strength and it never seemed to work. Um, so, you know, you kind of, I think it was a kind of a surprise on how I got into masculine journey and how I began to picture how change would happen. It more came much more from the heart than all of my, uh, effort. I'm going to go ahead and go to the next clip so we can get it in before the break. Um, Jim, this is another one of your clips on, um, well, I'll let you set it up. This is from the Patriot. It's the end of the, toward the end of the movie when Cornwallis is surrendering. And the biggest part of this change, but everyone in this movie has had major changes because it's a war and that brings it about the hero lost his son and he was trying to stay out of the war but ended up diving into it and you go through all of the different things and we're hearing the letter he's sending his wife and we're also hearing the characters as they are ending that part of their journey okay girls time for bed come on you are- <laughs> or we could listen to a bedtime story <laughs> Dear Charlotte, the war has turned. General Cornwallis took flight with his army and moved north. We continued to engage the British, and in the months that followed, Cornwallis entrenched himself at Yorktown, Virginia. George Washington escaped from the north undetected and surrounded Cornwallis, who could not retreat to the seas. It was blocked off by our long-lost friends, who had finally arrived. you you must order the surrender how could it come to this an army of rabble peasants everything will change everything has changed though he eventually surrendered cornwallis himself hid in shame appointing his subordinate to relinquish his sword With the war ending and our militia disbanding, I take measure of what we have lost. And what they had gained. It's, uh, change is inevitable. We've already established that. But this shows you the reaction both ways. I mean, he, the, and I can't remember the character's name, but he was a fictitious, I think maybe loosely based on Francis Marion. But, he was a reluctant hero in the war for independence. And Cornwallis was a professional soldier. This was what he did, and he was good at it. And, you know, the the rabble did not fight the way they were supposed to. And when he lost to that, everything had changed. 
And yes, a the British Empire was going down, and the United States was beginning. And now, yeah, we're at a point where that may change. We're we're not the top of the heap anymore. Right. Yeah, I thought that was really cool in that movie, or just to see the difference. You know, they, this is our story in the fact that we look like we were losing. We look like we were defeated by Satan, and then enters the France, Jesus. I wouldn't always compare France to Jesus, but, <laughs> but they come in on the story, and, they, and, and we get the victory. And, uh, you know, it's powerful what uh, that story represents. Um, just wanted to remind you of the boot camp coming up, March 21st through the 24th. Really uh, wanted to come and you get you guys to come and, and just see what God's going to actually do in your life and all the changes that he can bring as you come in and, and take part in the boot camp. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey, talking about change, and not just change, but growth. I think that's important that, you know, uh, I think we've kind of alluded to it earlier, but, you know, just change in people's lives doesn't always bring growth. Um, you know, a, a, um, an excess of abundance can cause you to be more selfish. Um, really being beat down in life can cause you to have lose your faith in God and people and other things. So that's obviously change that's coming to people's lives. It's what you do with it. And I think that's the big part of what Sam want to do. And it's really part of the healing process, too, I think, is is the change that we're allowed, allowing the Father and Jesus to come in and heal and to change from where we're at to where we actually look to him to make that change in us, to uh, improve our situation. But more importantly, not just our situation, but us, improve us. And I feel like if there's anything that I could say about it, being involved in the masculine journey and boot camps is that I, I look at things differently, and I, I was notorious in the past for trying to change myself. And I, I would think that I wasn't doing it, and I was trying to live up to this idea of what it looked like. But I was always trying to do it in my strength because I really didn't know any better. I really hadn't been fathered by God. So, you know, that's what we really want people to come to the boot camp to hear about is just really not to not to not another thing of how you can be a better this or that, but really to allow God to come into your life, 
be your father and change you in the way that it's you were intended and created to be changed. So um wanted to go on to uh the next clip. Um Brian, I'll uh let you set that up. Oops, I once again I called on Brian and he didn't have the mic, but uh Yeah, our next clip is Antoine Fisher. It's a really good movie. I encourage you to go see it. Um it's about a sailor, Antoine Fisher, who um he's known for his violent outburst, um getting into fights, a lot of the the same. He's uh, actually sent to a naval psychiatrist, Denzel Washington. Um, so you'll hear in the clip here in a little bit that. Um, but really what um, the psychiatrist did, he pushes him to go find his family. He, he finally opens up about his horrific childhood. And you'll hear Denzel uh, pushing him to actually go find healing by talking to his family or going to get some closure there. So this last clip, what you're going to see is uh, Denzel. What's really cool is Denzel helped Antoine, but Antoine also helped Denzel find some healing in his marriage as well. So it's really cool to see. How you doing, sir? I'm great, sir. Good, good, good. Very good to see you. So I took your advice. I found my family, and I found my mother. Good. Yeah. So, oh, in my heart, I forgive her. But if I never saw her again... I understand. It's funny to feel that way about your mother. But I did it. And I owe it to you to tell you that you were right. You owe it to me? Yes, sir. <laughs> I needed to find her. That was right, for all the wrong reasons. Sir, it stays between you and me, okay? Yes, sir. My wife and I, we were going to have a bunch of kids and we found out we couldn't have any. And it rocked her to the core. I knew what to do for her, though. She needed help, treatment. I made sure she had it. The best psychiatrist, the one to train me. But I, the well one, the strong one, at the same time I went about the business of shutting down very subtle very quiet it was my little secret until one day a young man came into my office and into my life and he blew up that little secret right in my face and he put me to shame in a way i never thought possible because of you antoine i'm a better doctor and i'm learning to be a better husband you don't owe me anything. I owe you. You're the champ, son. You've beaten everybody who was beating you. I salute you. So, Corey, you were saying earlier that uh, this uh, really made an impact to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, not in the kind of the, the same way, but you know, really helping me find something une- unexpected, kind of like Antoine. So, back going back to the boot camp. Um, you know, I think the if you were to break it down to the biggest difference in me between pre boot camp and after boot camp, besides obviously the fact of being saved and accepting you know Jesus, um, is I made a decision on my way out of boot camp to make two fundamental changes uh, in my life, and first one being that I was going to give this my best shot. It wasn't going to be um, a two-week thing and, you know, kick the can down the road. I actually 
was, you know, that was the first time in my life God had really spoken to me was at the boot camp. Um, and I just yearned for it and I just wanted to cling to that. And the second was, um, that I was going to stop seeking my, um, affirmations in other people. Um, you know, you guys helped show me at the boot camp that God is the only love I truly need. Um, so I made those, I decided on my way home from boot camp as I'm driving in my truck that those are the two changes I was going to make. And I literally just started praying on every single decision that I made. Um, and I decided I didn't want to, you know, go out and drink every weekend. I didn't want to, you know, try and hook up with every single girl I possibly could all the time. I didn't want to just, and I didn't want to be that person anymore. So I literally took this little apartment <laughs> up in there at Virginia, um, it, which is in the middle of nowhere. If you don't went know where to, it's Went at. to the mountains like Jesus to it, pray, it, right? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, my mom's up there. And mm-hmm. I had done some things in my past that I'm really not proud of. And I have really cut that whole relationship off with her. Um, seeking love and affection from other people that surrounded me it really pushed her out some of the things I did. And, you know, there was a time where we didn't really speak for almost a year. Um, and taking that back up there and, mm-hmm. you know, just really the, the decisions I made, it really pushed me to her. The one person mm-hmm. that loves me unconditionally on this earth, no matter what I do would always have my back and everything that I completely turned my back on seeking love from others. You know, this whole journey in the short amount of time I've been on it, has really brought and this beautiful relationship is blossoming and I can't be more thankful for it. We've never been closer and it's just been the best change you know I've ever made in my life and I'm just I'm so thankful for the boot camp and I'm so thankful for you guys every week. So well to your point too, you know, when people are brought to that point of Christ and the decision and you saw real men giving their examples of life, but not everybody receives it. Not everybody it doesn't always fall on good ground like it did you and it's it's testimony to us, I think, that 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 did happen with you, and that uh, you know that sh- the positive change. It could have been a negative. Sometimes people get bitter after something like that, and they're like, oh, "I don't believe this." And you said you said those thoughts went through your mind. I'm not sure if I believe that, but you right. chose the right Abs- way. So. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and the, like the enemy is always going to mess with your head, and you know, I still have to ground myself. And sure. you know, I'm only human, and right. have to you know you have to humble yourself and and go to god every single day and make sure you're you're regrounded and stay on that path what i heard there was coming full circle back to the beginning of the Mm -hmm. show number one change in your life was relationship with god Mm -hmm. and you got rid of negative relationships you got away from that but you got back together with the in a good relationship with your mother so and all those were choices now God's gonna we're gonna change. If you're a hermit and have no contact with anybody, you're changing. Right. It's likely for the worst, but those are the things that we need to focus on is steering at least a little bit the changes that are taking place in our life and taking them to God. So, so Absolutely. the changes he wants in us. Absolutely. I mean I you know, when I when I really got serious with God, I took a lot of stuff to him, but there was over time I let that go to where I started thinking, taking it back on me. I felt like abandoned at times. You know, as much as I love God, it, I didn't always have the right way to relate to God and stuff. But what Corey was saying there was I was I take everything, all my questions to God. I pray about it before I just go do it. Well, I got in a pattern where, 
you know, I prayed about 10% and the rest was mine, you know, and that's where we get in trouble. But, Brian, back on the movie, you were talking about, too, the downstream effects of change and how it affects one person and where you, you know, the tables were almost turned, you know, on, yeah. with uh, the effect of the change. Yeah, so place. Denzel was, um, you know, he didn't give up on Antoine. That was the critical thing. He could have written him off. He could have, you know, just said, you know, this is just another kid in the Navy that, you know, he's not worth anything. He could have written him off, but right. he he um, stuck with him and he pushed him. And, uh, you know, the influence that other people have in our lives make it, makes a huge difference. Right. Um, you know, I can think of Sam directly. If he wouldn't have pushed me in certain mm-hmm. cases where, you know, I wasn't even um, ready to listen or, you know, whatever the case may be, I wouldn't be here today, and right. I certainly wouldn't have the relationship with Christ that I do today. So right. I do think God puts us in uh, a position right. uh, that we might not even recognize. Right. And um, he's he's wanting that change, and he wants us to accept it like Corey did. Yep. And like Denzel, too, the f- effects are – Denzel thought he was good. Yep. He had stopped changing, really. He thought he yep. was good. And then he saw this other kid taking all these – making all these changes, these positive changes based on his, you know, counsel to him. And then he realizes he needs to get his life in order and makes changes himself. And it's that's the way the body's supposed to work in community. Yep. If we're supposed to see the changes in the others and how it affects each one of us. And, and, and that's how we improve. And that's why we like the boot camps so much. We do this life together as far as the boot camps, but – you know, we're not a closed society. We do these boot camps for others, and they come in, and, and hopefully, you know, they change as well. So, Yeah, and I think one more thing to add on to, to Brian's point is, you know, and I experienced this some in my life. Uh, I'm going through it right now, but if you feel like you're going to give up on somebody that you love or somebody that you're close to and you think it's just impossible and that they'll never change and they'll never be able to, to you know, find the light, you know, just – like he said, just don't give up on them because I'm here to as living proof that if anybody can be saved, if I'm telling you, if I can be <laughs> saved, anybody can be saved because I was, a, you know, just so lost and didn't want to be found. So when you are in that position and I've been corrected by Jesus this week on two different groups, not to give up on people and they will change. But we're supposed to be in a position of being a catalyst that God uses for that change. Amen. And we're not giving up on each other or you. So we want to see you at the boot camp, March 21st through the 24th. Listen again on MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Have a good day.